Welcome back, Bills fans, fans of the game, fans of quarterbacking, and just being a leader. We're back. It's the final Super Bowl special, Blue Mafia, episode 26. It's been long season, the longest season in the history of football. I appreciate everybody listening. We're going to do the final segment of the implications of 2022. Super Bowl implications. Joey Bags Burrow takes on Maddie Stafford in the big one. L.A. home game. Cincinnati Chili takes the trip. We're going to talk about the five things you got to watch heading into your Sunday. We're going to break down why I think everyone is wrong about the Rams. Finishing off Zach Taylor's Cincinnati Bengals. And then, I'm excited to announce, second segment, we are going to cut into the trying times. As you know, Blue Mafia started out in the age of Tyrod. He's a Bills fan, writer, wanted to just get some stuff out, prove what I could do, what I could say, what I could talk about football but during the darkness of 2020 while everyone was on pause and everyone was basically confined to their homes with little to no entertainment I started the trying times and that was a blog dedicated to enduring mental struggle during these trying times because it was clear at that point that we were in for it and I figured I would do whatever I could to provide a little bit of entertainment, inspiration, mental wellness, a little mental encouragement. That's what the trying times is all about. So now that football season is over, we're going to start the trying times on the second segment today. So thank you for listening. We'll cut right into the Blue Mafia Super Bowl implications. And then stick around. Trying times. We're going to do some music. Some inspiration, a little struggle. I appreciate you listening, guys. We'll see you on the Blue Mountain. Super Bowl Sunday. It's finally here. The longest year ever, as I saw all my Facebook memories popping up the last two weeks of multiple Super Bowl predictions over the years. It is odd to have the two-week break um, you play the entire season and then you have two weeks to wait for the biggest game of your life. That is certainly uh, a little bit taxing on the mind. I was listening to some Ryan Rossillo. He had Damian Woody on and he was going over some old stories from his first Super Bowl versus the Rams. And that one was in New Orleans and his little brother ended up getting separated and it ended up going out on the town for a night that he apparently would never forget. He was only like 15, but that was a good story. Ryan Rosillo did ask Damian Woody if they believed that they could win. And they he said that they did. He said that they had taken on that greatest show on turf team earlier in the year. And they lost, but they were able to find out a lot about themselves as a team. 
find out a lot about their quarterback, their defense, just their chemical makeup as a team, team chemistry. And I find that to be very relevant to this Bengals team because I know that other people have compared this sort of burrow to the young Brady act and that's all fine and dandy. But personally, I do see some parallel with the team chemistry and confidence of a 10 and seven team, a team that nobody believed in a team with no outdoor facility. I believe in that stuff. And I think that that is a major factor. And I think that this sort of underdog mentality can go a far way in a Super Bowl setting. Joey Bags Burrow. I'm a fan. Don't get me wrong. But I was talking with the boys this morning and yesterday, and I think we're all in agreement that we're just a little bit sick of the crowning of Joe Burrow. I have one buddy, Jay Main, the main man. He's constantly comparing him to Joe Montana. I've heard people compare him to Tom Brady. How about we just hold our horses? Just let this kid enjoy his career. Let this kid thrive. Let this kid develop and evolve. It's the same type of thing I've said about guys like Josh Allen. Why do we always have to try to compare him to yesteryear? I think I'm going to have a new rule set in place on this Final Implications episode of 2021-22. I think that we're not going to be allowed to compare quarterbacks more than 20 years in advance. So... For example, even though Tom Brady's played and he's still playing up until this last year, we don't need to compare a guy 20 years ago to a guy today. We could just let these guys be their own new new men, their own new historical marks. It's a different football game. We've talked about this before on the pod. Other guys, Trent Dilfer talks about this, the real NFL quarterback heads. They talk about how this is not exactly the same football game as it was. So that being said, let Joey Bags write his own freaking story. I'm a fan of Joey Bags and the Bags experience. I love that he is chronically tough, chronically supportive of his teammates. And that's one key difference that I don't see him screaming in people's faces or losing his mind when somebody misses a route or drops a ball. So I'm a fan of Joey Bags Burrow. I think he's going to be great. I think he's great already. I think what he's done this season should be historic forever. Win or lose this game. But I'm not ready to crown him and start talking about how he's Joe Montana or Tom Brady. Let him be Joey Bagsborough, Joe Sleazy, Joe whatever, Shiesty. Let him write his own story. One reason I think that the Bengals may be writing the best ending to this 2021 season story is the balance that the Bengals offense have heading into a game that a lot of people are not crediting the Bengals with what they've been able to do offensively. Not a lot of, you know, flash, 
in terms of being like the Chiefs, but they they win a shootout with the Chiefs. Not a lot of super uh, two two back, you know, traditional I formation pound your face off run game, but then they beat a tough Titans team. So where is the weakness? Is the weakness that they haven't been here before? Quarterback and wide receivers, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow have all played in big games in college. Is it the coach? Super Bowl quarterback coach, offensive guy, part of the McVay tree? Is it the city? The fan base? Too young? Too, too, no? Not the fan base. So I'm just trying to find the the the, the weakness in the armor of this Bengals team. Because I understand they're ten and seven, but that's a tough division. The AFC North, one of the toughest divisions in football. And it's their balance that makes me feel as though this game is gonna be a lot closer than what people are acting like. You have to think about it in terms of being a quarterback. I've played a little bit of the position, so I could tell you this. You like what you have around you, and yes, the offensive line is weak, and the defensive line for the Rams is tough. But when you have a guy like Jamar Chase, one, you can't really double-team him because I have C.J. Uzoma, or I have T. Higgins somewhere in the middle, somewhere on the outside, with a one-on-one somewhere. And if you have those covered, I have Boyd over the top. And if you can't double Jamar Chase, well, then I've got short routes with him all day long because guess what? I've got chemistry because we played together already if I'm Joe Burrow. So a quick slant, a quick screen, a hitch, a pump and go. Just a straight go. No matter what, you've got that. You've got that chemistry. Whether it's a big game, whether it's a shit game, whether it's a mud game, you can connect. And then if you want to double Jamar Chase, then we have other big bodies. And guess what? If we start passing all over you and you want to drop back into a zone and just rush four or go that whole game, well, we've got Joe Mixon and Samarje Piran. Two guys that not one person on TV that I've heard, not one pundit, not one analyst, not one former player, not one expert, not one. And hey, send it to me if you've seen it. But I've not seen one person mention that Samar J. P. Ryan and Joe Mixon were teammates at Oklahoma. We know Burrow and Chase were teammates. But Joe Mixon and Samar J.P. Ryan being that balanced two-part backfield when they need it could be absolutely huge tomorrow during the Super Bowl. Samar J.P. Ryan, huge, huge momentum-shifting play in the playoffs. Chiefs game. Stafford's Toys. Number three. What will Stafford's toys bring to the table? All season long, Cooper Cup has been a quarterback sidecar. You see Matt Stafford riding down in a 
motorcycle with Cooper Cup right next to him. It's like they're handing the ball off. Another amazing chemistry. Developed quickly. You hear about them spending a lot of time together in the meeting room, watching film together. Odell Beckham, another toy. Will he produce in the big spot or will he cower from the light? I have a feeling that he's going to have a big game. Vance Jefferson. Two catches for 90 yards guy. Either zero or a hundred. Can he step up for his team? I allegedly, I don't believe Tyler Higby is going to be playing. I think CJ Uzoma for the Bengals is playing. But those tight end positions are huge in this game. Higby being out, that's going to lead to a lot more open field stuff. You don't have him to block. You don't have tight ends. You've got some, probably some scrubs that are going to be doing some blocking. So a lot of the run game might be scrapped for Stafford. We saw a couple drop passes. One key drop by Schlatterneck or whatever that one white dude. Uh, I can't even think of his name, but he dropped an enormous pass late in the in the playoffs that could have come back to bite them. Will those guys show up or will they fail Matt Stafford? Number four, A.A. Ron can't not mention the implications that if Aaron Donald wins this game he'll probably be cemented as the best player in football and everyone will talk about him and that's that's cool he's a great player he's a great fighter he's like Mike Tyson out there a little bit shorter undersized but super jacked he's a good good player Von Miller comes over from the Broncos Allegedly, according to some reports, was out of shape in Denver, gets in shape. I'm sorry. I don't know how anyone can root for this Rams team. This Rams team is the epitome of what football, professional sports, what you always try to avoid. And you're starting to see it in the NBA with players making decisions and going where they feel they want to be super teams team up doesn't always work out i'm a fan of the boston celtics they were one of the big three first big threes when they pulled in kg and ray allen but then they had guys like kendrick perkins and rajon rondo and eddie house and james posey and guys that all sacrificed to come together who do you root for in a game like this? Do you root for the team that kind of comes together and sacrifices some social norms like keeping a young coach unproven on the books and not drafting a lineman but going with a receiver in the first round? Or do you go with the super team that comes from another city and has a multi-billion trillion dollar lawsuit against the city of Los St. Louis for taking this team to LA where they can shoot their NFL network segments and the Rams can sleep in their beds in the hotel attached to the big screen TV. I got to root for the Bengals. I'm sorry. 
everything about me as a Bills fan, as a football fan, as a former quarterback. Look, Stafford, cool. If he wins, awesome. I don't want him to lose necessarily because I would feel bad for him. But this Bengals team is just everything. So finish him, Bengals. That's my number five. Finish him. If you see Stafford starting to waver, starting to lose the confidence in the spin of his ball, finish him. Mortal Kombat. Fatality. I got Bengals 28, Rams 24. We're doing it, baby. Put it down. Hashtag book it. Thanks for listening all year, guys. We'll be back in the offseason with some Blue Mafia Bills stuff. Talk some draft. But if you like what you heard, what you're hearing, what you're hearing, stick around because we got the trying times coming right up. Thanks, guys. Love you.